Welcome to It's About Him Ministries with Denise Robinson. It is my desire that you would be encouraged and inspired by this broadcast and that you would trust Jesus no matter what and believe him for the impossible. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. Good afternoon. I would like to invite you to join my husband and I as we teach from the War Room Bible Study Series on Wednesdays at Harvest Prayer Center. Please feel free to register for the next session that will begin on April 13th, 2016. You will receive more information and details as you go online to register at www.harvestprayercenter.org. God. I pray you will anoint this broadcast for your glory. Give the listeners ears to hear what you want them to receive and change their lives for the good forever in Jesus' name. Well, today's lesson, victim to victor. Hallelujah. Victim to victor. A victim is defined as a person harmed, injured, or killed as a result of a crime, accident, or other event or action. A victor is defined as a person who defeats an enemy or opponent in a battle, game, or other competition. I am going to look at victim as one who is on purpose violated in a harmful or demeaning way physically and or mentally by another against one's own will. Victor, in my opinion, is someone who has overcome a difficult or painful attack, abuse, or situation of the enemy, knowing that he or she is free and mighty through Christ Jesus. Now, many of us has become have become victims of circumstance in some way or another. However, I'm speaking specifically to those who have been victims of mental, physical, and or sexual abuse. It does not matter if you were mentally or physically or sexually abused by a relative, friend, or stranger. You no longer have to carry the hurt or guilt. Yes, it should never had happened, but unfortunately it did. So some of you might be asking, how could a loving God allow this to happen to me? Please by no means blame God or be mad at God. In John 10, 10, it states, it is the devil who steals, kills, and destroy. It was God's grace and mercy to allow you to be alive today to talk about it. The latter end of that scripture says, I am come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So for many of you, you have not said anything to anyone. You must tell someone you can trust. I realize that this could be very difficult within and, in, within and of itself, but you must let it out and let it go. Let go and let God handle it. God loves you. He does not want you to carry this hurt and pain any longer. Give it totally, totally to him to bear. This weight is too heavy for you to carry alone. 
That is why Jesus died on the cross, on that tree, that rugged cross at Calvary to take on all the sins of the world and to become sin that we could become righteous and overcomer over sin. This is not an easy subject to discuss or talk about because it's very painful to those that have been hurt. Today, I want to give you hope and to let you know that you do not have to stay in the condition that you are in. If you have been hurt in this way, then you might consider yourself a victim. Lord bless, before this broadcast is over, I pray you will begin to see yourself as a victor. It is my goal to give you some tools that will guide you through this process. Yes, it is a process. I would love to think that everyone who has been hurt in this way would immediately be changed and victorious. But I know in many cases, it takes time. However, one thing I do know, you do not have to stay in that same state of mind as before. And that is the goal. I ask that you have an open mind to receive God's word, to help you to change, to have a change of heart. Yes, it is possible to have a change of heart. It's not you, but it is Jesus or God's word in you that causes this change. So get ready to embrace the change that will allow the victorious life to become your reality. In the remaining time that I have, I would like to discuss two topics. Number one, it is not your fault. And number two, overcoming victim mentality. The other topics I would have to give you in the upcoming uh, broadcast. Um, so keep that in mind. But for today, we'll just be focusing in on these two. First, it is not your fault. It is obvious you were victimized. You are not to be blamed. It does not matter if you were at the wrong place at the wrong time. It is not your fault. Is it possible you could have done something differently or contacted others to help? Perhaps, but it did not happen and it does not matter because that individual or individuals that crossed the line or boundary when your body and mind were violated, they they're the ones that is the problem, not you. So I do not believe anybody in his right mind or in her right mind ever says, please abuse me, please rape me, or please molest me. That will be absurd. I trust you try to do all in your might at the time to prevent what happened. So stop holding on to the guilt that it was your fault or that you deserved it. No one deserves to be hurt or abused in any way, shape, form, or fashion. God cares for the lilies in the field and the birds in the air. How much more does God care for you? You cannot control the thoughts and intents in the hearts of others. <laughs> I know I have a difficult time controlling my own thoughts and intents. That is why I have to give them to God and ask him to help me. I challenge you to do the same. You are not responsible for the actions of others. However, you are responsible for your own actions. 
We all have sinned and missed the mark at some point in our lives. That is why it is so awesome to go to God, our Father, and ask Him to forgive us. He is always willing to forgive us, and He remembers our transgressions no more as far as the east is from the west. Then we are made righteous through His Son, Jesus. John 3, 16, 21 through 21 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. So Jesus did not come into this world to condemn it. Then why are you condemning yourself? Stop it. Just stop the madness. I want you to say this after me. I am not the blame. I am not to blame. I am not to blame. It is not my fault. I will no longer carry this guilt for what happened to me. You continue to say that until it gets down into your spirit. When Satan, the devil, tries to bring negative thoughts to your mind, do not receive them. Remember, he is a father of lies. He is a liar. So do not receive his lies. Everything starts in your mind. Joyce Myers, who's a powerful evangelist, says the battlefield is in your mind. I recommend you read her book, Battlefield of the Mind. Your mind or the way you think is what I want to focus on next. And that brings us to my second topic, overcoming victim mentality. No longer do I want you to say you are a victim. You were a victim, but you are not a victim anymore. So you are no longer going to act or respond as a victim. Instead, you're going to speak faith into the atmosphere. And as a result, you will begin to change your thought process and your attitude. In Hebrews 11:1, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is now. We are going to say words because words cause things to come into existence. In Proverbs 1821, it states, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. That means you can speak words of defeat and die or you can speak words of life and live. You must have an open mind. I will recite various scripture verses from the Bible. You will be surprised how these words coupled with faith will bring hope life and energy back into your spirit. 
Once your mind hears yourself say these words long enough, you will receive them in your heart or your spirit. Then you will believe them and become changed. Please write these scriptures down first so you will have them later. Then you can go back and completely write them out from your Bible. Please send me an email if you need me to send them to you. Here are the scriptures. So get your pen. Let's begin. Philippians 1, 6, John 10 and 10. And I have to read this one. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. The Lord came that I may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Isaiah 53 Verses four and five, it says, the Lord has taken my griefs, my sickness, my weaknesses and distresses and carry my sorrows and pains. He was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needed for my peace and well-being was upon Jesus. And by his stripes, I am healed and made whole. Praise the Lord. Psalms 103, two through five. Proverbs four. Verses 20 through 22, Psalms 91, verses 9 and 10, and Psalms 91, verses 14 through 16, 2 Timothy 1 and 7, and I'm going to read this one. God has not given me a spirit of timidity and fear. He has given me a spirit of power and of love and a calm and well-balanced mind, discipline and self-control. Isaiah 40, 29, Isaiah 40, verse 31, 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5, Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7, 1 John chapter 4, verse 12, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 5, Ephesians 4, 29, James 4, 8, and it reads, I will draw near to God today and he will draw near to me. And finally, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. The above scriptures can be used as your daily confessions. Repeat them daily, just like you would eat food or take medicine. I hope you wrote them all down. The more you say them, the sooner they will get into your spirit and you become changed. This subject will have to be continued next week, unfortunately, and perhaps a couple of weeks thereafter because there's just too much to discuss in just 15 minutes. Therefore, it is important that you continue to listen to the next few upcoming weeks. Well, not just the next few coming weeks, all the time, but continue to listen because I want to make sure you get this entire message because my desire is that you will be totally free and delivered in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I trust those that have been abused will no longer believe the lives of Satan and let go of all the guilt and condemnation and accept the realization that they are not at fault. Also that they no longer see themselves as victims. Help them to forgive themselves and to see themselves as you see them fearfully and wonderfully made in your image in Jesus name. Also, if they don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I pray 
they would confess with their mouths Jesus is Lord and believe in their hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead and they will be saved in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. I would like to hear from you. Feel free to send me an email at it's about him ministries at gmail.com. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus Christ. Good afternoon. I would like to invite you to join my husband and I as we teach from the War Room Bible Study Series on Wednesdays at Harvest Prayer Center. Please register for the next session that will begin on April 13th, 2016. You will receive more details when you go online to www.harvestprayercenter.org. God, today we are talking about a sensitive subject. I pray you will empower the listeners that have been abused to accept your word and become mentally and physically free from the anguish of their abusers. God, I trust you will give them peace, protection, and purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today's lesson is part two of Victim to Victor. A victim is one who is on purpose violated in a harmful or demeaning way, physically and or mentally, by another against one's own will. A victor is someone who has overcome a difficult or painful attack abuse, or situation of the enemy, knowing that he or she is free and mighty through Christ Jesus. Now, many of us have become victims of circumstance in some way or another. However, I am speaking specifically to those who have been victims of mental, physical, and or sexual abuse. It does not matter if the abuser was a relative friend, or stranger. You no longer have to carry the hurt or guilt. God loves you. He does not want you to carry this hurt and pain any longer. Give it totally to him to bear. This weight is too heavy for you to carry alone. This is why Jesus died on that tree, that rugged cross at Calvary, to take on all the sins of the world to become sin that we could be righteous and overcome sin. So let go and let God handle it. Last week, we discussed tools to help you move from victim to victor using two topics. One, it's not your fault. Two, overcoming victim mentality. Briefly, I will review from last week. It's not your fault. Remember I said no one asked to be raped, abused, or molested. I know you did all in your might to prevent this from happening at that time. And it still happened. So stop holding on to the guilt that it was your fault or you deserved it. No one deserves to be hurt in this way. Now, God takes care of the lilies in the field and the birds in the air. How much more does he care for you? Remember, we cannot control the thoughts and intents of the hearts of others, only our own. And personally, I have difficulty controlling my own thoughts and intents at times. That is why I have to give them to God and ask him to help me. I challenge you to do the same. You are not responsible for the actions of others. However, you are responsible for your own actions. 
We all have sinned or missed the mark at some point in our lives. That is why it is so great that God, when we go to him, he forgives us and remember our transgressions no more. We are made righteous through his son, Jesus. John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So if Jesus did not come into this world to condemn it, then why are you condemning yourself? I want you to say this after me. I am not to blame. It is not my fault. I will no longer carry guilt for what happened to me. And you continue to say this until he gets down into your spirit. Do not believe the lies of Satan. He's a father of lies. The battlefield, remember I said, it's in your mind. I recommend you read Joyce Meyer's book, The Battlefield of the Mind, because it's very important that we don't accept the lies of the enemy. Last week, I trust you no longer call yourself a victim because we're trying to move from victim to victor. And in order to overcome victim mentality, we have to no longer accept that we are a victim. We were a victim. You were a victim, but not anymore. So you are no longer going to accept or respond as a victim. Instead, you're going to continue to speak faith words over your situation until you believe them in your heart. And Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is now. Words cause things to come into existence. In Proverbs 18.21, it states, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. That means you can speak words of defeat and die, or you can speak words of life and live. Last week, we focused on two tools, although they were not highlighted as such. They were God's word, and the other was your confession. These two tools are mighty to equip you against the fiery darts of the enemy. I gave several Bible verses that I wanted you to repeat last week. I encourage you to say them three times a day, just like you take food in, take in the word of God and that that would give you life to your spirit, give life to your spirit and change your life forever. So if you need those copies, copies of those scriptures, please send me an email. It's about him ministries at gmail.com and I will send them to you. But today we're going to continue to focus on these two tools, God's word and your confession. We will also examine the two topics. You are not at fault and overcoming victim mentality in more depth. Prayerfully, this information together will help you move through this process of victim to victor more readily. Now, when I think of tools, I think of a toolbox. Imagine a carpenter with his or her toolbox. This individual is usually prepared for whatever task that he or she is confronted with because he or she has the proper tools for the task at hand. For example, the toolbox often contains a hammer, screwdrivers, nails, screws, pliers, wrench, jigsaw, I mean, and more. 
You get the message. The carpenter is prepared. God wants us to be prepared. He wants us to be prepared and anticipate what the devil might do. The devil uses people to carry out his evil deeds, just like God uses people to carry out his blessings. When you know the word of God and what it says about your situation, you can speak God's word over your circumstance with authority and power. The word of God has power within itself. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and of the joints and moral, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Wow. Can you imagine that the word is that sharp? I mean, it can cut through the intent. I mean, the bone and marrow. Isn't that something? In order to fully accept that it is not your fault, you have to totally forgive yourself. That means you don't accept the lies of Satan. This includes all of the negative self-talk. Stop playing those degrading tapes in your head concerning what happened to you. You are not to blame. You are free. So move forward and, and set yourself free. Stay free. And if you go to John 8, 36, it says, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, meaning Jesus Christ himself, you should be free indeed. Deuteronomy 28, 7 says the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They should come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Look how awesome our God is. One way to overcome victim mentality is saying what the word of God says over yourself and over your situation. Be bold and command Satan to go in the name of Jesus. James 4, 7 says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. And don't you run. No, he didn't say don't you run, but I'm saying don't you run. When you submit to God and you resist the devil, he has to go. So you say what the Bible says about you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made according to Psalms 139.14. In Deuteronomy 28.13, it says, And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. I need to say that one more time. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You should be above only and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord, your God, which I command you today are careful to and are careful to absorb, observe them. Praise God. I'm getting ahead of myself, getting a little excited here. Let's go to Revelation 12, 11. It says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. That means you are no longer a victim, but an overcomer in Christ Jesus. And here are just some more scriptures just to add on. John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. The Lord came that I may have and enjoy life and have it abundantly, that you may have and enjoy life and have it abundantly to the full, till it overflows. Second Timothy 1, 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but given me a, a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. So God wants us to have a sound mind. He doesn't want us to operate in fear. Fear is from the enemy. 
He gave us holy boldness. Praise God. Isaiah 40, 29 and 31 says, God gives power to whom when I am faint and weary in my weakness, he increases strength in me. I wait for him, expect, look for hope in him. And he renews my strength and power. I will lift up with wings of strength and rise as an, as an eagle. I shall run and not be weary. I shall walk and not faint or become tired. Well, we're out of time. We have to pick this back up next week. But if you are being abused or know someone who is being abused, please get help. Get him or her help. Do not stay in an abusive relationship. This is not God. Get help. Go to someone you can trust for help. God, I trust that those that have been abused, dear God, will no longer be abused anymore, dear God. I pray that they will see themselves, dear God, not at fault, dear Heavenly Father, but see that you have restored and given them another opportunity, dear Heavenly Father, to make a change, a difference, dear God. So, Lord, I just pray right now, dear God, that they will no longer accept the lies of the enemy. They will let go of all the guilt and condemnation and accept the realization that they are not at fault. God, I pray that they will no longer see themselves as victims, dear God, but see themselves as victors. God, help them to forgive themselves and see themselves as you see them, fearfully and wonderfully made in your image. God, I pray that they will believe your word and confess your word daily as a weapon against the lies of the enemy. God, I pray you will protect you will protect them and keep and give them godly wisdom from on high in your holy son, Jesus name. I also, dear God, ask that if they don't know your son, Jesus as Lord and Savior, I pray that they will confess with their mouths, Jesus is Lord and believe in their hearts that God raised them from the, that raised Jesus from the dead, that they will be saved in your holy son, Jesus name. Amen. Well, I would like to hear from you. Feel free to send me an email at itsaboutheministries at gmail.com. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus Christ. Good afternoon. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad therein. If you are joining me for the first time, I welcome you to the broadcast. And those that have been listening since December, I welcome you back. It is a blessing and a privilege to talk to you, and I don't take this opportunity for granted. Let us pray. God, if there is anyone under the sound of my voice who are being abused, may you intervene right now. Let the abuse stop. If there is a child being abused by a family member, a student by a teacher, a wife by her husband, a girlfriend by a boyfriend, or an adult by a boss or coworker, let the abuse stop today. It doesn't matter what the abuse is or who is doing the abuse. Let it stop. It doesn't matter if it is physical, mental, or sexual abuse. God empower them with wisdom from on high. Give them protection assistance, and a course of action for change in your Holy Son, Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, today's lesson is part three of Victim to Victor. I define victim as one who is on purpose violated in a harmful or demeaning way, physically and or mentally, by another against one's own will. 
And victor is someone who has overcome a difficult or painful attack, abuse, or situation of the enemy and knows that he or she is free and mighty through Christ Jesus. Now, many of us have become victims of circumstance in some way or another. The last couple of weeks, I taught on ways how to transition from victim to victor by accepting it is not your fault and by overcoming victim mentality through the word of God and by your confessions. I will briefly review from last couple of weeks. Safety is a priority no matter what. Don't stay in abusive relationship. Let someone know who you trust that can help. You cannot control the thoughts or actions of others. You can only take responsibility for yourself. No longer call yourself a victim. No longer act or react like a victim. No longer hold onto the guilt from the abuse. Forgive yourself and realize it is not your fault. Don't be mad at God. He did not do it. God loves you. You're not ugly or dirty. Satan is the father of lies, so don't believe them. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and that's Satan, the devil. Replace negative self-talk with God's word. You overcome by the word of the Lord. And that's the Bible. You overcome by your testimony. Total healing is a process and takes time. Speak God's word daily to renew your mind. And finally, you are an overcomer through Christ Jesus. Now that's a mouthful right there. You are an overcomer through Christ Jesus. Do you remember last week about the scenario about the carpenter with the toolbox. He or she is always prepared for the task at hand because he or she has the proper tools. And in this case, the proper tools is the word of God and his or her confessions. In this case, your confessions, my confessions, our confessions. Tools gives us or gives you the confidence and it empowers you to be effective. These tools empower you to fight the enemy effectively and boldly. Remember, the enemy is Satan, the Satan, the devil. He aims to play with your mind and the mind of the abuser. The devil, he doesn't care who he uses. He uses people to carry out his evil deeds, just like God uses people to carry out his blessings. When you know the word of God and what it says about your situation, you can speak God's word over your circumstance with authority and power. It is crucial you do the following two things, to have victory over the abuse and victory in your life. One, to forgive yourself. And two, forgive the other person. Now, this might be difficult because you have the right to see this person as an abuser, evil, mean, sick, crazy, violent, an animal. I am not minimizing what the other person did because what this person did was awful, inhumane, and wrong. 
But let us not give this person too much credit, nor any power or glory. Do not make him or her any bigger than he or she is, but rather focus on the real enemy, which is Satan himself. Remember, he is the father of lies. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It is Satan who wants to take you out of here, to kill your witness, to destroy your joy, to steal your hope, everything. He wants to use anybody or anything to try to defeat you. God has given us authority to defeat the enemy by his Holy Spirit, by his word, by his son, Jesus. You have to talk back to the devil and say, I do not receive what you say. I will live and not die. Jesus died that I might have life more abundantly here on earth and forevermore. So let us get back to forgiving ourselves or as they say, forgive yourself by knowing that you are not at fault. This helps you to be able to forgive yourself because you're not to blame. And we talked about that the past couple of weeks. The devil will try to make you feel ugly, guilty, or shameful, but you know, they're all lies. So we don't believe it. We don't receive it. But now you must totally and completely give all this to God. Remember, God knows all about this. So cast all your care on him for he cares for you. Again, this is why Jesus died on Calvary. So you can be forgiven and free. Now, the second one, forgiving the other person, the one who's the abuser, this is more difficult. You might say, you know, Donnie, you must be crazy. How can I forgive this person? Do you know what this person did to me? No, but I know it was cruel and it should never happen. You might be thinking, If I forgive, then I'm letting this person go free, but he or she should be punished. You must forgive in order for you to move forward and for you to be free. God says vengeance is his. He will repay. It is not your job to get revenge. Trust me, God will deal with the individual. Holding a grudge is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. I am not sure who originally quoted this, but it is so true. Now you can substitute the word anger and unforgiveness in place of grudge. Holding anger is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Holding unforgiveness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. When you hold on to that hurt or abuse, you give that individual power he or she should not have. In Ephesians 4.32, it says, and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. It's difficult, I know. Mark eleven twenty five, And when you stand praying, forgive. 
If you have an ought against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespass. Luke 17, 3, 4. Take heed to yourself. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. Now, this is a brother in Christ. If if someone, I mean, God forbid, you know, a, a pastor, a priest, um, a brother, sister in the Lord um, have, you know, raped you or molested you or did something in that sort of way that shouldn't have been done. Oh, my goodness. You know, we pray. We ask God to help us to forgive and you go and you see, can you bring that person to the church or other believers and to forgive that person? Matthew six fourteen. For if you forgive men their trespass, then your heavenly father will also forgive you. So if we want to be forgiven, we're going to have to forgive other people. It, it's just as simple as that. And, and I know it's difficult, it's hard, but God will give you the strength to do it. And remember, uh, when you confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed, the effectual, verbal prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And I like this one, Ephesians 4.31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and glamour and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And Matthew 6.12. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. But anyway, here it's just letting us know that we have to forgive. If we want God to forgive us, and it's God's grace that he has forgiven us. But just remember this, Philippians 4, 8, finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, Think on these things. Let your heart and mind think on these good things. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because Satan will have you to think on the negative, but think on the good things. And I just want you to know that God will give you the strength to help you, whatever you need. In TJ, in um, T. D. Jake's book, Let It Go, he says, forgiveness is a gift that you give yourself. He goes on to say, when I forgive you, it's not about you. It's about me. I cut the cord between me and you. This is your year to live in the joyful freedom that God desires for you. Break that cycle and experience the peace of God and fulfill your destiny. My prayer is for you to be totally free and delivered in the name of Jesus. Well, we are out of time. We have to pick this back up next week. But also, God, if there's people under the sound of my voice who don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I pray they will confess with their mouths Jesus is Lord and believe in their heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and they will be saved. In the name of Jesus, I would like to hear from you. Feel free to send me an email at it's about him ministries at gmail.com. Remember, 
It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus Christ. Good afternoon. It is a blessing to be before you today. If you are joining me for the first time, I welcome you to the broadcast. And those that have been listening since December, I welcome you back. Today will be the last day of the series, Victim to Victor. I trust you are being blessed by this series. Let us pray. God, I trust the listeners are being blessed by this series, especially those that have been abused. Hopefully they see themselves no longer as victims, but victors through your son, Christ Jesus. I pray they are washing their minds daily with your word and by their confessions. God, I thank you for giving them forgiven hearts to forgive themselves and to forgive the ones that hurt them. God, may you strengthen them this day forth to move forward through your Holy Spirit and to speak words of life, for they are more than conquerors. In your Holy Son, Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, today's lesson is part four of Victim to Victor. The last few weeks, I taught on ways how to transition from victim to victor by accepting it is not your fault, and by overcoming victim mentality through the word of God and by your confessions. In a bullet format, I will recap the last few weeks for you. Starting now, safety is priority no matter what. Don't stay in an abusive relationship. Let someone know who you trust that can help you. You cannot control the thoughts or actions of others. You can only take responsibility for yourself. No one, no longer again call yourself a victim. No longer act or react like a victim. No longer Hold unto the guilt from the abuse. Forgive yourself and realize it is not your fault. Don't be mad at God. He didn't do it. God loves you. You're not ugly or dirty. Satan is the father of lies. So don't believe anything that the devil will tell you. The thief, which is Satan himself, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Replace negative self-talk with God's holy word, which is the Bible. You overcome by the word of the Lord. Again, the Bible. You overcome by your testimony. Total healing is a process and it takes time. Speak God's word daily to renew your mind. And finally, you are an overcomer through Christ Jesus. Hopefully these statements has ministered to your spirit. I pray that you will take it in 
and realize that you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Now, we discussed last time the scenario of the carpenter with the toolbox. The toolbox contains important tools to get the job done no matter what the task. In this case, the vital tools needed for any task are the Word of God and your positive confessions. And your positive confessions are based on the Word of God. So these tools, they empower you to fight the enemy effectively and boldly. Remember, the enemy is Satan, the devil. He aims to play with your mind and the mind of the abuser. The devil uses people to carry out his evil deeds, just like God uses people to carry out his blessings. When you know the word of God and what it says about your situation, you can speak God's word over your circumstance with authority and power. Finally, to transition from victim to victor, you have to forgive. The first couple of weeks, we talked about forgiving yourself. And the last week and this week, we will continue to discuss the importance of forgiving the abuser. This might be extremely hard, very difficult, because you have the right to see the abuser as an evil, mean, sick, crazy, violent, or animal type person. But let us not give this person too much credit, nor any power or glory. Do not make him or her any bigger than he or she is, but rather focus on the real enemy, and that's Satan himself. Remember, he is the father of lies. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It is Satan who wants to take you out of here, to kill your witness, to destroy your joy, to steal, and, and to steal your hope. Remember, he will use anybody or anything to try to defeat you. God has given us authority to defeat the enemy by his Holy Spirit, through his word, and by his son, Jesus. You have to talk back to the devil and say, I do not receive what you say. I will live and not die. Jesus died that I might have life and have it more abundantly here on earth and forevermore. You see, God wants you to cast all your cares on him for he cares for you. Again, this is why Jesus died on Calvary, so you can be forgiven and free. Hopefully, if you have been listening the past few weeks, you have forgiven yourself because you realize it was not your fault and you are not to blame. Now, it is time to realize that you have that same ability to forgive and release the abuser. Now remember, to forgive someone does not mean you give consent to what he or she did. Rather, it means that you are no longer going to be a hostage of your past, but choose to live a victorious life in the present time and move forward. This can be extremely difficult. I'm not saying it's easy because it's not, especially if you are looking at that child that was conceived from the rape or the scars on your body 
that you're looking at daily from the attack. You might be thinking, if I forgive, then I am letting this person go free, but he or she should be punished. You must forgive in order for you to move forward and to be free. God says, vengeance is his. He will repay. Therefore, it is not your job to get revenge. Trust me, God will deal with the individual. Holding a grudge is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. If you substitute unforgiveness in the place of grudge, it's the same thing. Holding unforgiveness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. When you hold on to that hurt or abuse, you give that individual power he or she should not have. Often that other person is going on with his or her life and you are still living with that pain because you have not given yourself permission to stop hurting. Rather, you are holding on to that pain as if it is your right. By forgiving, you allow yourself to heal from that pain. Forgiveness is crucial for your mental and physical healing as as well as your well-being. What I would like for you to do is write these scriptures down that I'm about to say so you can come back to them later and read them and get it into your spirit. They will help you through this journey of forgiveness. The first one is Mark eleven twenty five, Luke seventeen, chapter seventeen, verses three through four, Matthew chapter six, verse fourteen, Luke six, verse thirty seven, Matthew eighteen, verses twenty one through twenty two. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, Philippians 4 and 8. And I'm going to go back over them if you weren't able to write them down. Mark eleven twenty-five. it says, And when you stand praying, forgive, if you have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive your trespasses. Luke 17, 3 and 4. Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. Matthew 6, 14. For if ye forgiven men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Luke 6, 37. Judge not and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive and ye shall be forgiven. Matthew 18, verses 21 through 22. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. First Peter 3, 9. Not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that ye may inherit a blessing. 
Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Praise God. In T.D. Jake's book, Let It Go, he says, forgiveness is a gift you give yourself. He goes on to say, when I forgive you, it's not about you. It's about me. I cut the cord between me and you. My prayer is for you to receive this message and to be totally free this day forth from all mental anguish and defeat. Moreover, that your heart is open to forgive yourself and the abuser so that you can transition from being a victim to a victor and you live a victorious life through Christ Jesus in his mighty, holy name. If there are any listeners that don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I pray they will confess with their mouths Jesus as Lord and believe in their hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead and that they will be saved in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, next week I will address the abusers, so stay tuned. Please send me your praise reports and testimonies. I will read them on the air. Also, you are welcome to send donations if this broadcast has been a blessing to you. I would like to hear how this series, Victor, Victim to Victor, uh, has been a blessing to your life. Feel free to send me an email at itsabouthimministries at gmail.com. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus Christ. I trust you were blessed by this broadcast. I would like to hear from you. You can send your praise report or your prayer request to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. If you would like to partner with this ministry, you can send your contributions to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com by way of PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. We've been coming to look at you, but it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus.